Previously on the Exod Podcast, Jean Grey from the team had to come from somewhere, so let's find out what happens this week on Exiled. Let's have you go first, introducing your character. Hi, I'm Kaylee. I play the teenage time-traveling Jean Grey from the 60s. And, well, this time you're still in the 60s. You haven't really left that time period at all. That is true. Cue the Wayne's World flashback music. (laughs) And then we have uh, regular cast members, Devin. I'm Devin. I'll be playing Teen Bobby Drake, a.k.a. the Iceman. And James? I will be playing uh, Teenage Scott Summers. And you can find me on Google Buzz at james.leask. <laughs> yeah. oh. And then uh, we also have our special guest for this week, Sam. Hello. I will be playing as the teenaged Hank McCoy. So later on in the episode, we'll do the where everybody can find everyone. But this week we are playing the Masks RPG, uh, which runs on the Powered by the Apocalypse system. The basic idea is that it's a game made for your teenage superhero teams, like your Teen Titans, your Young Justice. So lots of drama. Lots of hurt emotions that can be more important than physical pain. And everybody has a different archetype. So Cyclops is our legacy character. Uh, do you want to explain a bit about like what legacy you're going for? I'm going for Scott Summers' legacy. You know, just the normal one. Yeah, the Xavier legacy, but also the trash, uh, trash boy Summers uh, family legacy. I think I think we met Corsair once. That doesn't happen until like much, much later. But I'm just saying that was already part of the family legacy. Whether or not he knows he's living up to it, he's still a trash boy. Oh, <laughs> so it's like some gothic horror. Stuff. It's 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 nature over nurture is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's where I'm. That's where I'm officially coming down on this podcast. For some reason, a completely unnecessarily biological determ. No, no, I'm not going there. Actually, Ooh, that's the bad <laughs> yeah, way to yeah. put it. Yeah, almost. No, anyways, he's he's gonna he's a teenage dink because all teenagers are dinks. Uh, Iceman is going to be playing as the Janus. Do you want to Jan Janus? Uh, do you want to briefly explain that, Devin? Oh, I didn't really know what that was. Oh, uh, it's basically you have two separate identities. So you've got your superhero role and your other one. Oh, okay. That makes those questions make more sense now. Yeah. 
Sam, you're going to be playing as the Transformed. So if you want to explain that one a bit. Uh, yeah, so at some point in Hank's life, he turned into a big old burly brute. And uh, like now he has everyone's attention and has to deal with feelings of you know, who he was before and what this body makes him now. And then last we have Jane, who is the Nova of the team. And if you could explain that one a bit. Okay. Um, as the Nova, Jean is sort of this font of unlimited psychic energy with her telepathy and telekinesis. So she's just really trying to understand what that means and control it. She's a hormonal teenage girl and that stuff. So the team is like face off in Magneto in their first battle. They've had a few other encounters. And so the world is slowly becoming aware that mutants are a fact. And so as members of this first team of X-Men, all of you except for Warren Worthington are being sent on a mission of goodwill by Professor Xavier. He has found out about a group of mutants and he wants to do an outreach to them because he thinks that he's doing the right thing. Reasonably, he does have this big ass mansion where he has taken in teenagers with mutant powers and so he wants to try and be benevolent with what he has and he figures the best way to do that is to send in teens and the 60s were a fucking head trip let's send in teens mm-hmm. that's the answer hey you can send them into battle you can send them into peace well if he had started earlier he'd have some 20 somethings but you know burning daylight here charles and so all of you are like dressed pretty well for this and he has sent you into the downtown uh, uh, New York City in the 1960s. So it's... N- I probably should have looked up how the 60s were. In this universe, it's... You're, you're not in one of the worst-off neighborhoods of uh, New York City. And the only real clue that you have is to go into the sewers and... You know, see if you can find some mutants down there. This is why we wore a Sunday best. Mm-hmm. Go into the sewers. Yeah. And uh, so the way that the game works is all of you have a, a list of basic moves that you have to choose from. And then you also have uh, playbook specific rules that only your class can do. If you want to do something, you just have to let me know. Or if I think that's something that you want to do is appropriate i will let you know about that so are any of you actually excited about this mission that you've been given cyclops is always excited to go on a mission also i can't do the accent so i'm not going to try but i want everyone uh, on the call and at home to please please imagine scott is speaking in a mid-atlantic accent I don't know which one. It's that is. like the it's like the waspy, like half American, half like English accent. Oh, uh, he doesn't. Got it. He doesn't naturally speak it, but uh, Daddy Charles does. And <laughs> since he is the since he's the the leader or sub daddy of the team, he felt that he'd make Daddy proud. So wait, if you're the sub daddy, does that make yeah. Charles the dom daddy? Yeah, can we just go back to how sub daddy is usually pretty incongruous there? 
Scott contains multitudes. <laughs> multitudes of daddy. Oh no. Yeah, that went that went bad. <laughs> anyway. I ruined this ten minutes in. Yes. <laughs> so main takeaway is Scott sounds like the biggest Dover. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. He sounds like a Yale legacy. So are we talking like a oh yes, I'm Scott. Yes, yeah, you know, that's exactly it. That's I... the Mid Atlantic accent. Also, that's genuine that's pretty good. I know I give you a lot of shit on this show about your accents, but that one's pretty good. Thank you, James. It's it's much better than one of the accents that came up in the Jubilee, one which I am partially haunted by. But you won't listen nope. to that episode, so you'll never know which one it is, This James. is where you find out, James, that that's actually Luke's normal accent. This is the fake voice he always puts on. <laughs> Why, Devin, how could you betray me like that? The, Ohio is the real Mid-Atlantic. We're actually the most baseless of all uh, accents. Mm-hmm. We're where they send newscasters. I mean, yeah, you, you all kind of sound like a, you know, like a bowl of mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, God. State kind of resembles a bowl of mashed yeah. potatoes. We're comforting, like a bowl of mashed potatoes. Mm. Kind of, kind of softballed that one to you. I don't like complimenting Ohio, even like in my periphery. It it's fine. Both my parents went to Michigan, so anyway. So Scott's be- Scott is excited for this mission, and he speaks in a Mid Atlantic accent, which is very similar, as we've established, to an Ohio accent. Is anyone else excited? I think Hank is excited because uh, he hasn't had contact with many other mutants besides you know, the ones uh, on the team and the ones that he fights and ends up kicking in the face. And so like a mission of goodwill is something that he's just really jazzed about, like getting to talk to a mutant without it ending up violent. Professor X doesn't let Bobby out of the house enough, so he's excited for it. Is this um, when Bobby was still a little snowman? Or... Oh, yeah. It's definitely when we're still a snowman. Awesome. The only Bobby that matters. Yeah, and Bobby, unlike the other X-Men, seems to be the most protective of this like other identity that he has, partially because it's a lot easier for him to hide because he turns into a person completely made of snow. Yeah, as opposed to just always looking like a Bob Dylan caveman. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bob Dylan haircut is something that I decided that Hank McCoy has in the 60s now, but I think it should just be put in all of the books. Like we're talking times there are changing era like Bob Dylan haircut? Oh yeah, just like when you could actually look at him and say like, oh yeah, he's probably Jewish. <laughs> That's an accurate description of that time period. <laughs> it is. <laughs> But yeah, you uh, have gone into New York City. You've gotten some like general addresses to look around where you might be able to find uh, this person. So uh, is Scott leading the team right Always. now? Always. He insists on it. Would you roll me a... And I have not fully memorized everybody's sheets, which nobody expected me to do. I did. Actually, I really um, kind of did. Oh, I, I, I did. pointed us out, Luke. No... Sanders, what am I rolling, Luke? Uh, yeah, could you give me a roll for your uh, roll adding your superior bonus? And in this game, we roll 2d6. Okay. 
Sorry, it didn't do it. Uh, that is a 10. Okay, so there's the assess the situation. So here you're trying to basically find out where you're supposed to go, so you get to ask two of those questions on that list. So, like, what here can I use to, where here is the biggest threat, and so on. I mean, I want to ask the first one, uh, what here can I use to wayfind? Mm-hmm. And I also want to see, and I also want to see what here's the greatest danger. I want to know if there's anything that I can tell is danger. As everyone knows, Scott is always strategically assessing the situation. That is a good use of those questions. So you are in New York City, and you know that there has already been some talk. In fact, there is a presentation going on today uh, by one Dr. Bolivar. Oh, are we not in the sewers? Not yet. Not yet. You're trying to find out the right place to go into the sewers. Because you don't want to go into like the wrong area and spend like two hours trekking through dirty sewers when you could have walked okay, that okay. same distance above ground. Uh, but yes, Dr. Bolivar Trask is giving a uh, presentation to the United Nations about the dangers of mutants. And so you feel like the general animosity towards mutants might be the biggest threat that you have going on right now. But as far as what you can do to find a way path, uh, you did your research before coming in. So you've got a few notes about... I memorized the New York City sewer system. Only Manhattan. Only Manhattan. And you've also put together a few uh, stories that uh, who would have been the most likely to be reading sort of the gossipy, like, sci-fi fake news uh, magazines? That's a Bobby thing. Would that be more of a... I was going to say, that's not a Scott thing. Yeah. <laughs> Scott only reads the Encyclopedia and the New York Times. <laughs> a Boy Scout manual. <laughs> no, he already he memorized that when he was six. He doesn't need to read it. <laughs> he's still got like seven volumes of encyclopedia to go. He's an Eagle Scout who's, but one of those ones who's really obnoxious about it and like constantly brings up that he's an Eagle Scout. I I quickly am seeing why Gene was so excited to meet Sam Summers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> But yeah, you've uh, put together some mutant sightings, and so you're somewhere around 42nd Street, and you found a sewer grate to enter into, and you head down into the sewers. And with a light, you're able to quickly like see some trash that doesn't make sense. It's like a discarded candy wrapper that's just on the side of the like sewer walkways, and there's some more trash leading into a path. And eventually you come to a series of doors that all have markings on them. And they say things like humans keep out and Morlock town. And as you approach, there is a very, very large figure who has come out to greet you. And he looks much stronger than any of you, even like about twice as wide as beast is and, this is a pretty burly boy. That's what we all love about him. Mm-hmm. Somebody's eating his wheat cakes. <laughs> what are y'all doing down here? 
Hail and well met, fellow traveler. We're here to meet mutants. We're also mutants. I should have led with that. He eyes you suspiciously. Uh, roll me a plus superior uh, for a persuade with best interests. Now, since I'm a symbol of authority, uh, can't uh, since I give an NPC an order uh, based on authority, can I roll plus savior? Uh, yes, you can. Okay, that is an eight. Okay, so he looks to you. You need to give him some sort of concrete assurance right now. Um, I gestured a beast. Yeah. <laughs> eh? Eh? I wave. Uh, roll me a mundane. Me? Uh, uh, roll me an empath. No, beast. Roll me a uh, empathize check. Alright, and that is plus Monday. Okay. Uh, that is an 11. Okay, yeah. So you have influence on them, but you also need to either reveal a vulnerability or mark a condition. Um, so um, there's five different options for condition there is afraid angry guilty hopeless and insecure if you take all of them you are pretty much knocked out unconscious but i'll let you pick what you think is best uh i'm going to pick insecure i think that hank probably saw i probably saw this coming that i'd be the the mutant example <laughs> oh no still kind of stuck. Scott is, I Scott is not going to be popular. This is this this whole like the mid Atlantic accent country club boy pointing me out as different is ringing pretty uh, familiar to him. Also, I want to make it clear that's absolutely how I wanted to play Scott as like the well-meaning progressive who kind of blunders into these things. Oh god. James, I don't know if you wrote the involved backstory I gave, alternate backstory I gave to Hank, but you might enjoy it. I'm gonna read that right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it it was poorly edited and added onto the sheet because you wrote a lot of stuff, but it is very stuff. very good. I, I hit it upon something good. I think I liked, and luckily my card has the most negative space. Mm-hmm. Oh, good lord. Um. Yeah, do you want to quickly like go over that? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I can just address this to the audience. Uh, do you want me to... Uh, yeah, so uh, Hank McCoy uh, was originally named Henrik Moskowitz, and his family changed their name to McCoy while immigrating to the U.S. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm reading this. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Scott has made a mistake. Uh, a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful mistake. Uh, so they were accepted by the New England Wasp uh, circles. They are welcome in country clubs. But, uh, you know, this is the 60s. The uh, Holocaust is very much in uh, living memory for his parents, but not so much Hank being a, a teen. Um, So he thinks that all this hiding and not being who they are kind of sucks. 
And then he turned into caveman Bob Dylan. Naturally. Naturally. Uh, so it kind of forced him out of those circles anyway that he never felt welcome in in the first place. So, you know, being a freak with a bunch of other freaks doesn't sound too bad until he realizes that they're all uh, normal looking wasps. I say. <laughs> yeah, so he he looks over you and he's like, okay, you can uh, come on in here. And he like opens the door. He's like, you can call me uh, Sunder. You want to go talk to the boss? And he gestures over. And did any of you ever play like the X-Men uh, game that came out for like the GameCube no. and that whole generation? No. Was that the one where you could like uh, be a student? Like you designed a student? No, no, that was the one that came after. This yeah. was like X Men. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Legends, oh, I yeah, believe. Yeah. I played two. Yeah, the Apocalypse one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first one had like these Morlock tunnels where it was sort of like a Diablo style dungeon which is always what comes to mind and so like there's lots of like wooden walkways that aren't super accessible because literally just a big old plank of wood that's been put across because there's pointlessly convoluted water flowing everywhere and like at the end you see uh, a greater concentration of torches there's also some candlesticks and a throne and in that throne you see a teenage a uh, person about your age with very androgynously cut hair. The, uh, they are wearing a uh, eye patch and they are currently playing with a knife, flicking it or picking at something under their fingernails. And they look up at you and they're like, what are y'all doing here? I, Hank is absolutely looking at Scott right now. Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean there to be like a, I don't want there to be like a pause, like while well, Scott's thinking. I was just trying to think. Got it. Okay, I just want to make it clear that in this moment, I'm looking to you, but we're here from the Xavier School for Gifted Students, uh, gifted youngsters. We're here on a, uh, on a goodwill mission to fellow mutants. They look at you. And they're like, they just shake their head. Who would be dumb enough to send you down here? Daddy Charles, Xavier, that's who. They, they hear you say daddy and uh, yeah, they are going to. Hey, hey, this is the you? 60s. They don't know what they don't. It won't, it won't take on sexual subtext for a while. Yeah, they just think you're no. a child. Yeah. Yeah, they think you are incredibly square. I mean, I am. I'm literally wearing a sweater vest. Yeah, they they uh snicker at you. They're like, "Uh, square you you stay back. The other three come on up here." And she uh gestures to Bobby, Jean, and Hank. I stand there sputtering. Can Jean, like, hold out her hand to shake it? Because she's excited to meet another female mutant, honestly. 
She uh, looks at your hand. Roll me a uh, empathize check since you're trying to like get the sort of relationship with them. Uh, so that's going to be a plus mundane. Got a six. Ooh, that is not enough. That's a partial success, isn't it? No, it's uh, seven through nine is a partial success. So, and that was adding your mundane to the roll? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to take a failure here. Uh, so you will get to mark that down on your potential. And uh, yeah, since you failed this, I'm going to give you the uh, insecure uh, condition as well. Rude. Aww. Because they look at your hand and then they're like, no. What about you two? I see what you do, big guy. The muscles and stuff, but uh, what about you, white bread? Talking to me? Or to Bobby? No, the white bread oh, is in front of me? Oh, you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. More white snow than white bread. Uh, is Iceman in his ice form right now? No. He's in that cool suit that I sent you a picture of, Luke. <laughs> that will be on the cover art for this episode. An amazing sweater. I found it by searching 1960s boys close. Okay. <laughs> I, I, it sounds like clothes may have been part of like the second chance at this search. These <laughs> boys clothes. Well, this is all very dashing. I like it. Oh, I, I very much enjoy what I'm seeing here. How Nordic. On point. On theme. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, roll me a uh, check uh, with a plus superior on this. Uh, Devin. Oh, dang. Look at that. Uh, so I got a nine. Okay. So nine total. Yes. Uh, okay, so th- they're willing to trust, but they they want to see what you can do. What 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 can you do, kid? Uh, I'm gonna poof my head into snow, Luke. Okay, yeah, that's going to be uh, just something you get to do automatically. And they're like, "So why are you hiding it?" Because I want to be a cool teen boy. And people don't like the snowmen, and they'll probably hunt me because it's the middle of like it's hot outside. So you're saying that, like, in this place where you live, that's not even protection from you? No. So. Also, I don't want to track snow everywhere and get everything wet. Otherwise, Papa Charles be very mad because the dry cleaning bills are rather steep. I, I, I burst in and I say, I protect him. And I, uh, I, I zap my eye beams at uh, this person's feet. <laughs> Ooh. Like, not in a threatening way, but in a fucking watch out way. Hank, like, jumps two feet from this. Yeah. Uh, roll me a plus uh, savior because you're trying to stand up for something. Nine. Uh, okay, so you can either. Uh, the person you're talking to who's Callisto can't keep doing what they're currently doing. They can't leave without addressing you, or they can't attack you without losing status or position. So it's pretty much they can't keep doing what they're doing. And so you've, you've won them over. You've shown that you got some interesting backbone okay kids so 
you want us to what move in with you like this is some tv family or something i mean we do have a mansion you can move if you want but we're just here to meet people and and, and make alliances uh, not everyone else in the world is super great and we're here to make things good great for you or if, if you let us Okay, you uh, settle here, talk to some of the other people, and I gotta talk to my uh, partners. And they get up out of the chair and leave you just standing there as they go into a side room. And, uh, like, you can see two other people who are in there. One looks to be a person uh, in a big old cloak, and the other looks to be, like some fantasy-ass healer. And there's some conversations going on, but you see there are, like, maybe another five or so Morlocks down here in the tunnel, and, like, Callisto, who still hasn't introduced himself to you, is, like, one of the most human-looking. You've got a weird bunch. There's uh, one of them who has, like, incredibly, like, white, pale skin... Uh, there's, like, one who looks to have, like, three arms coming off of one arm. It, they're, they're Morlocks. So, uh, you guys are sort of feeling a bit uncomfortable because none of them are also super well-dressed. Or, well, I guess, uh, everybody roll, or who, who would want to roll me an empathize check here? <laughs> that's not scott's deal <laughs> yeah i think i'm it's it's not my best skill but i think that hank out of anyone is going to be empathizing with the morlocks so okay no yeah scott sees this as like a church mission like he's got he's got pamphlets <laughs> <laughs> It's a school. There's like pamphlets for like people interested in the school. They're the worst. Um, I rolled an eight. Okay, uh, so you are going to you can empathize with them. Uh, what are you saying um, to them? I'm going to just so there's a, the the couple that I, is it just going to be like to anyone in general or am I speaking? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm just going to remark that. I know no one's looking at me for anything besides me. Like people are looking at me, but because of how I'm dressed and I, it like feels different than being looked at. Cause my hand is the size of five basketballs or, you know, however big a basketball is pretty big. Yeah. Okay. So maybe the size of a basketball. So are you like going to say this to any of them? Like one of them, comes up and like tries to comment on your clothes oh that's very interesting clothing you've got there it, it, it's not covered all in sewer water uh i say yeah and i i take off my sweater vest which is uh revealing a like ripped sleeves oxford and uh <laughs> say you want it uh 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 y- you're really giving this to me? I really don't think that I need this. Scott is ripping his uh, Scott rips the sleeves so that he looks more approachable. 
<laughs> you know, uh, through this act of generosity that you're uh, like showing here, sort of unprovoked, uh, you it, it's giving you a bit more security. So I'll, I'll say that you can take off that uh, insecure that you have. Like you feel a bit more at peace down here now. And they are happily putting on the sweater vest. Nice. It looks very good on them. Thank you. <laughs> and they run off out of uh, one of the side doors. And like some of the others look around. There's some whispering. It's like, hey, should we ask that guy for his shoes? They say looking at uh, Scott's shoes. Because Scott has like incredibly clean shoes. But eventually, like, time passes and Callisto comes back out and uh, reapproaches you all. Okay, so you want us to move in with you, right? I mean, that's one option. You can stay here. We just want you to know that you have friends and allies in us. I hand them a pamphlet. I, they, they take the pamphlet and start flipping through. We'll... We'll consider it. My my partners are hesitant. We 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 spent time establishing this community down here, and if if we moved in, what would that even mean? We we have some questions we need to consider first. Uh, Luke, this is an out of character question. Yes. Do I have any? Th- I like I forget like generally how the Marvel technology in the sixties was considered like, do I have anything or any information I can give them for like contacting me if they ever need help? Uh, there is a phone number on the pamphlet, <laughs> but like, so like Marvel 60 Marvel sixties didn't have like cool ass walkie talkies or anything that I would have. Uh, not that you would have. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So they, uh, offer their hand. My name's Callisto, and thank you for joining us. Or, well, coming down to talk. My name is Scott. Thanks for having us. Well, if there's anything else that you need, I mean, you've you've got much, much more than we do. So if, if you need something, I'd, I'd suggest heading back up to the surface. But we'll consider is there anything you need? Anyone you would like us to talk to? Any anyone who's been threatening or encroaching on you? Nothing beyond the normal police situations that we've been dealing with. Police situations. Well, when you live outside of society, you have to live outside of society's laws sometimes, which is not the easiest situation. Gene, how are you feeling about this? It is the Gene backstory, though unfortunately, Gene being a background character is also unfortunately relevant in some of the <laughs> Stan and Jack. <laughs> Sometimes they don't get like knocked out or tied up. What What's Professor Xavier telling you that you're feeling right now, Gene? I guess like Jean's, I'm feeling like a little rebuffed from Callisto, but I'm excited to meet more mutants, especially female mutants, because it is kind of a sausage fest at the Xavier Mansion. 
Well, like enough time passes, you say your goodbyes, but on the way, as you're walking back through the sewers, you see a large shape moving through. Whoa, what's that? I flash my Hardy Boys flashlight at them. Uh, you briefly catch a glimpse of this shape. It looks to be somewhere around the same like size and shape as Sunder, but it seems to be much, much more bestial. It's this creature that seems to be like almost formed out of shadows, except for these blue lines that are dotting its body. And it notices you. Can I just say that I'm disappointed that the Hardy Boys flashlight isn't a euphemism for the optic blast? <laughs> mm. He has both. I feel, it feels like Scott would have read every single uh, Hardy Boys book. Gene is more of a Nancy Drew kind of gal. Oh, and that's how they started talking. So it's where they related. That's true. That's beautiful. <laughs> Let's make that canon. Call me Marvel. <laughs> but yeah, you see this massive shape in front of you and uh how do you all react i try to like quickly telepathically scan it to see if it's a living thing if it's like sentient roll me and assess the situation for this one okay. uh, an eight so you get to ask one of the assess the situation questions uh what here is the greatest danger so this creature that is in the water seems to be the most dangerous thing like it's standing in what's maybe like six foot deep water and it's still coming up to your head level it's big it's intimidating you haven't seen anything like it before and as it approaches you it stands up on its hind legs it says i did not expect to find you here mutants and who are you it turns to face you with this like sudden quickness that slightly unsettles you. I am a servant of the Lord Apocalypse. I am one of his horsemen. I bring death to the Would we have known would we know anything about Apocalypse at this point? Oh no, nope, you've had like no experience with Apocalypse. I am one of his horsemen. I have come to find those who are worthy of survival. If you didn't expect to find us down here, who were you expecting to find? I was looking for the gutter stock of a former ally. And you noticed that, like, the direction that he seemed to be heading in was towards the Morlocks. When you find those who are worthy, what will you do? Those who are worthy will be spared. Those who are unworthy will be disposed of well friend i'm not a fan of that everyone's worth saving i put my hand up to the side of my visor in the way that scott always did in the 90s okay so you want to uh directly engage the target well i I, know i'm not shooting i'm just like it's a it's like the hand above the the holster gunslinger kind of okay. thing. So, like, what is the goal you want to do here? Do you want to just be prepared? Intimidate. Oh, okay, intimidate. So do you want to, like, get under what he's trying to do here? Yeah. Okay, uh, roll me a pierce the mask. So that's going to be a plus mundane. 
That's a six. Uh, that is not enough. So mark a point for failing. Do you remember how much he had there, James? That you failed. You... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yep. Uh, Luke can't nut unless he's told me I failed. <laughs> <laughs> that one's for you, Patreon backers. Oh. <laughs> I'm really glad I'm a part of this today. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to this fun game that I've run for some reason. (laughs) Apparently it's a nut. (laughs) (laughs) The reason was just revealed to all of us. I want to make it clear. For once, I'm not king shaming. (laughs) It's fine that you nut. (laughs) But it needs to be on the table. Well, not the nut itself. Take it off the table, please. Wipe it? Either way. Um, So, they are going to make an action against you. So, you are the uh, legacy here. And so, they, like, see you trying to threaten them. And they, they just say, if you seek to threaten me, you should know that there have been those who have been stronger than you, with more training, who have failed to bring me down. Were they Eagle Scouts? He's stunned <laughs> by your question, and uh, he he like he's just taken aback. No, but even an Eagle Scout couldn't protect me, and can't protect your. Professor Xavier. What do you know about Professor Xavier? I know he is in my master's eyes. He is somewhat opposing his plans. And if anyone else wants to take an action right now, you are more than free to. Uh, There are things you can do, like uh, unleash your powers, directly engage, provoke someone. I, uh, Beast is gonna crouch down and I say, uh, I don't care who came before no one down here is going to get hurt. And I'm going to directly engage this threat. Okay. Uh, yeah, so roll a plus danger. Uh, let me bring it. That's an 11. Okay, so you get to pick two things off that list. Okay. So I am going to uh, choose to impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Um... I guess impress. Uh, he doesn't yeah. seem the frightened type. Uh, mm-hmm. And also create an opportunity for my allies. Yeah. So you like come back and you kick him and. Oh, it's a, it's a spring he, kick too. Like I'm, I'm on my hands. Yeah, first. yeah. And so like they are staggered back one or two steps and you see like a brief flash of blue for their, from their eyes where they're normally these inky black pools and they like flash and uh, anyone else can jump in on this spot right now. I would like to use some eye beams in his eyes. Okay. So do you want to do this as a unleash your powers or do you just want to do a standard? I figured maybe just to wield my powers. Okay. But it's a, I'm sorry. I missed what you said, James. 
Oh, I'm gonna wield. My I think powers. that's an adult move. Um, is there? A um, what's the difference? I I, I only noticed this a second ago. The you can only get adult moves when you advance. Uh, otherwise, yeah. you're doing basic moves. Yeah. What if James and I did oh, a move I guess together? Would it okay. then become an adult yeah. move? Like two teenagers sitting on top of each other in a trench coat. It's too- yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, as established otherwise, it's the horizontal calisthenics. Yes. Canonically, they have hooked up. Ice, Iceman yeah. and Scott? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, so should I roll uh, plus freak? Yeah. Uh, so like unleash the powers is doing a massive blast. So like the. Yeah, I was trying to use like a precision blast to hit his face. Okay. Uh, then a better thing might be just to directly engage the threat. So you'll be like adding on to what was already done. Okay. I rolled a 10. Okay, so you get to pick two things as well. I'd like to uh, create opportunities for my allies and resist or avoid their blows. You leash out a uh, blast and he like and they like claw at you and you briefly notice that there seems to be a mouth on one of their hands, but you are able to dodge out of the way. So now, Iceman or Gene, you can go, and at this point, I'd say one of you can make a overwhelm a vulnerable foe instead, because it has taken two hits at this point. Okay, I'll smash him with some snow. Okay, so roll me a plus danger. That's a zero. I got a nine. Okay. So we haven't really gotten to the point where you can severely damage this one, but I will let you choose a status to put on to him. So you can either put on afraid, guilty, uh, angry, hopeless, or insecure onto this villain. I want to make him insecure. (laughs) (laughs) Just about his body. Well, they are currently being beaten up by teens. teens. Yeah. (laughs) Rowdy, preppy, waspy teens. One of them's an adorable <laughs> snowman. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah. you just threw a big snowball at them? Yeah, so you, like, threw a big snowball at them. And, uh, yeah, you, you hit them. So they're taking that. So, Gene, it is uh, your uh, turn Can now. I mentally stun them or read their minds to find out who they are and what they want? Ah, yes, you can. Uh, You can roll a Pierce the Mask. Is that a plus mundane? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got a six. Uh, Yeah, you try and get under, but you cannot pierce their mask. Like, what you thought might have been a costume seems to be their entire body. And it may just be because their mind is flashing with pain and insecurity, but it is going to be their turn now. And they stagger back. And because they currently have a uh, effect on them, they are going to uh, use a special move and become incorporeal. And 
So it just vanishes and you see its tracks moving through the water as it's like massive bodies moving through, but then it stops and it has seemed to head towards the Morlocks. You have to stop it. Hank is like full on animal running in this in uh, to follow. I'm skating over. I'm going to unleash. Uh, so are you just like trying to blast down the entire tunnel where it headed? Well, on not in the dark, but like I'm trying. I want to like put some of the. I want to do it partially to like bring stuff down on him. Okay. Well, it, it's sort of a unleashing is unleashing. So, uh, yeah. Roll me. Okay. Well, assume I don't. Assume I don't know what the moves yeah. are, and uh, yeah. So just roll me a plus freak. Uh, that's a nine. Okay. Awesome. So you end up. Uh, how are you feeling about this villain right now? They don't care for him, <laughs> but like, it is something that is an active threat, and it is uh like dangerous, and it's threatening some people who you were asked to help. So uh, you're going to be gaining a condition for this, but you're also giving a condition in return. I'm angry. Okay, yeah, so you're angry right now uh, as you, like, blast, and you see rocks fall down, and uh, your villain is going to gain the afraid uh, template because uh, you, like, see a bit of light coming through the cracks of the sewers now from where you left out that big blast and you, you guys are not screwing around. And so you hurry back over to where Sunder had been and he, he uh, greets you. Uh, Hey, uh, what brings you guys all back here? Someone is coming for you. Well, maybe not you, but the general, the more like you, you, well, I, I haven't seen anyone come through the door so far. And uh, Bobby, roll me a uh, assess the situation here. So plus superior. Ooh, I got a four. Oh, yeah, you are not picking up anything. Typical Bobby. Uh, if he didn't come through here. Yeah, if he didn't come through here, you aren't entirely sure. What must have spooked him good, gang. Well, if seeing him is sort of the the problem, though, isn't it? We saw him disappear before. And there's these sort of sewer canals that go under the uh, walls into the Morlock. It's probably hanging out with the mole people. I really need to stop you from reading those magazines. Uh, Ropey A persuade with best interests against oh, Wonderful. <laughs> um, so plus superior. Okay. Ooh, or actually, uh, yeah, and because you have influence, you gain a plus one on this roll. Oh, I have influence over him? Yes. Well, all right. Oh, no, I, I thought he had influence over me. Uh, you I have some mutual influence with my influence. Influence. Okay. I put some yeah. Gene. Oh yeah, I'm his oh, relationships. We knew each other before. 
Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. It's Cyclops and Jean who have influence over you. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay, so just roll a uh, basic uh, so, persuade with best interests. Got it. Uh, that is an eight. Okay. Bobby, uh, Beast here is trying to convince you to stop reading your weird uh, I roll to resist. sci-fi fake news magazines. Um, and he does have influence over me, so he'd get a bonus, right? Uh, yeah. So you're basically, yeah, let's, uh, well, Devin, roll uh, your scene or roll your check. I rolled a 10. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Iceman, you're superior is going to go up one your mundane is going to go down one so your superior is up to two your mundane is down to two because you're basically arguing that no these weird things that i read are very important and uh yeah beast you have been uh sort of put into your place by uh by this teenager <laughs> pulled by a fellow teenager Luke and so you're um, <laughs> oh, a, a fellow teenager I used to know who knew me before yeah. I had ham arms so your freak is going to go down one but your mundane is going to go up one okay and uh, uh, what are you guys trying to do uh, Scott and Gene as they're having this conversation about magazines I think we should talk about like what he said like he was talking about the apocalypse and the four horsemen do the Morlocks know what that means uh, roll me a check to assess the situation we'll see what you know here okay that was just I just got a three eh. Uh, yeah, you are really out of luck. So you get another point for the uh, failure <laughs> in your uh, potential. Curses. Kind of love the Powered by Apocalypse rules, though. Yeah, I, I really like the system, and this is like very good for a very specific type of superhero game. Uh, Drama-based? Yes. Yeah. And awful teen yeah. action. I can I just say I love how there's no damage die anywhere on these sheets. That just rules to me. Yeah, I don't have to roll anything at all for this game. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, you chose this because you're lazy. Yep, too lazy to click. Uh, and James, uh, what are you? What is uh, Scott doing? I think he's telling uh, the Morlocks. Like he said that he was going to it's like judge you and people who didn't pass like would be, I forget the word, but I, what did he say? Disposed of. Uh, yeah. Disposed of. Yeah. Disposed of. And, and then I sort of puff up my chest and go, and that doesn't sound good. Uh, you know what? Roll me a uh, plus superior for persuade with best interests on this. Okay. 11. Uh, yeah. He is like, you know what? You got a good point there. And he opens the uh, gateway back up for you. And immediately you see the creature who is uh, 
feeding or use crouched over the uh, Morlock who Hank had given his uh, sweater vest. Oh, I, I am uh, going to defend that little tyke. Okay, uh, roll a defend check, so plus savior. That is an eight. Okay, so you are uh, going to uh, expose yourself to danger or escalate the system. So you uh, run over to this guy and uh, you're trying to protect them. You are gaining the angry uh, condition right now as a result because you're angry. But uh, yeah, you punch them and... Like they they take a stagger back, but you will be getting a plus one forward against that person. Okay. And so you stop them from feeding. It looked like uh, they were just like feeding with their arm or with their hand in one of those weird mouths that they have on them. Uh, rest of the X Men. Um, can I create a big tidal wave of sewer water to crash over him? Uh, yeah, roll me a unleash, or you can work to charge up your powers and then do a uh, flare. Okay, let's do a flare. Okay, so roll, uh, just roll me 2d6. Uh, four. That is not enough. Uh, you try and charge your my powers. My really sucks on my own special. I hate it. Wow. You're rolling 2d6, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you try and do it, and you get a golden age gene grade. <laughs> oh, my brain! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. Uh, but you do get another point for potential, so you're up to, like, three right now. Okay. Two more, and you get a sandwich. Oh, no. No, two more, and you get to do a lot of uh, things. And uh, Scott or Bobby? I think Scott's going to use his eye beams on the guy. And, like, he's feeding with his hands, right? Like, he has the mouths on his hands? Or they have the mouths yeah. on their hands? You know, gendered them. Let's do a team-up move. I want to try to make him slip. Yeah, let's do a team-up move. Iceman, you're going to put the ice on first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll that as a uh, just a basic. I rolled a two. Uh, yeah. No, you doing great, guys. Yeah, you uh, fail. So mark that failure. So you tried to set him up, and it does not work. So uh, yeah, Scott. Uh, roll me a uh, check plus uh, freak. Or, uh, sorry. Uh, roll me a uh, directly engage a target. Okay. Scott, I swear this never usually happens. <laughs> Four. Uh, yeah, you miss as well. Uh, like, Bobby like tries to run out in front and like lay down an ice path. But he, like, gets in the way as you, like, do your step forward to shoot at the optic blast. And so it misfires. And, uh, yeah, 
that that did not work out well. So the uh, creature is going to uh, rush back over to attack you guys, and it's going to try and attack. Well, Hank is the one who's been doing the most stuff, so it's doing a. So you're going to need to roll a take a powerful blow. Okay. Is it still afraid? Uh, it is. Okay. And also, uh, with my I am not my body, I ignore my conditions for this. Awesome. Right. Uh, so it's a powerful blow. I roll a nine. Um, okay, so does that... I, I still have to take a powerful blow like those choose one deal. Yes. Uh, yeah, oh. for the seven through nine. Oh, I see, yeah, because missing's actually good here. Um, I lash out verbally. <laughs> uh, what do you say? I say, um, am I the only one who's trying today? Ooh, and, uh, yeah, that's, that is going to, uh, uh, yeah, that is going to, uh, Heard sort of all of your teammates not enough to uh, like give them a condition, but everyone's maybe supposed to be a bit more reckless. So, Gene, uh, let's have you go again. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, we st- we smashed some stuff, right? Are there big hunks of rubble around? Yeah, uh, not in here yet. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, Scott knocks him down when he misfired. Also because Morlock Town is so just generally well kept. They're trying their best. Okay. Better before you blasted a home, but okay. <laughs> it's it's an art installation. It's very modern. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna like tell I'm gonna telekinetically hurl these big chunks of debris at this thing. Okay, so roll me a plus danger. Ooh, a 12. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's like as good as you can get. So you get two of the things from directly engage a, tar- a threat. Okay, so I'm just... Too many tabs open. Um, okay, so they're already frightened still, right? They were surprised... But, like, you can, like, you just did have everybody on your team pretty much misattacking them. So you can take them by surprise again. Or you can frighten them. Um, okay, we gotta redeem ourselves here, so I'm creating an opportunity for our allies. So you, like, hit them with one of the big rocks, and so, uh, Scott or Bobby... There's a opening for you. Do we want to try again? Yeah, we do. Okay, so uh, roll me a... Eight. I was going to say roll a... uh, uh, Yeah, sure. (laughs) So you get to pick one of the... uh, Direct... uh, Directly engage with threats. So uh, you're setting them up for another blow. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, I'll create the opportunity for one of my allies. Mm-hmm. We did use the opportunity to make an opportunity. Yeah. 
And what am I rolling, uh, Luke? Uh, roll me a Unleash Your Powers, and you'll get a plus two on top of your plus freak. Twelve. Okay, yeah. So... What? what? Uh, it is getting very, very angry at you guys right now. Right. As, like, this blast shoots him, or as this blast shoots him into the wall like leaving a heavy dent in there and there i want the banana peel slip sound effect though luke as you do this the whoop yep i'll see what i can put in there perfect in post (laughs) (laughs) it's just gonna be rapid firing this entire time actually (laughs) slide whistle overlapping with slide whistle <laughs> well, you know, I'm getting into that whole Griffin McElroy making music for all the podcast games, so the opening one for this will just be slide whistles. Plus the sixties, so this is now the Howdy Doody show. Uh, this is good. This is good. <laughs> the sound effect is that slipping on a now. Is that slipping on a, a banana peel or like just slipping on a series of them and you land on your feet again? I do not. It's very Harold Lloyd. Except with sound effects, so the opposite of Harold Lloyd. Okay. Well, you've got uh, three out of the five conditions on uh, this creature and... Uh, Hank, uh, the one who it had been feeding on gets up, uh, the one in your sweater vest, and you notice that their skin is now this grayish color, and it looks almost possessed in a way. Hmm. And uh, Yikes. Yeah, that's that's not a uh, good thing yeah, for you. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to try and see if he's all right. Uh, so, it's like, support, was that? Uh, yeah, comfort or support. This is an extraordinarily bad idea with my condition, but I'm, it's what he'd do. That is a five. I'm too angry for uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, you are uh, too angry for it, and it just... The person just starts clawing at you, trying to like bite you and eat you, and it's 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 not good. I think I went for like, "Are you okay?" and it kind of came out like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" Um. Mm-hmm. So, ow! <laughs> I want my sweater back. <laughs> I, I tried to make sure you're all right, but it just came out. You're really screwing up my sweater vest. Um. Ow. And it's really just more emotionally affecting you than any physical attack. Great. Yeah, uh, rest of the team. You now see the this uh, Morlock in a sweater is uh, attacking. I mean, like, do not hurt the sewer orphan. I think I try to hold it, uh, put my hand on its head and hold it at arm's I length. I telekinetically hold him in place so he can't hurt us or himself. Okay. Uh, yeah, roll me a uh, directly engage a threat. Ten. 
Okay, yeah, you're able to, uh, like, stop them from uh, being able to attack. And, uh, like, Scott is able to team up with you to take him down. Bobby, it's your turn. What did I do? You are holding their head. You teamed up with Jean for that one. Okay, so you're letting me do that. Without needing to Teamwork. Can I I try to throw uh, ice balls into the mouths? Uh, yeah. Uh, roll me that as an unleash your powers. I wrote a seven. So yeah, you're doing it, but, uh, as a result, uh, like some of the, like, excess snow gets whipped out onto your teammates, so you are feeling guilty now. Aww. But, uh, the creature is now feeling hopeless because... Its uh, mouth hands are very, very cold, and so it only needs one more condition, and it is going to try and escape into uh, one of the other rooms here, because it does not want to lose against a bunch of teenagers if it's supposed to be the uh, Horseman of Apocalypse. Uh, Hank doesn't super want to dwell on the person he was trying to be nice to viciously attacking him uh mm-hmm. so he and uh he's gonna give chase uh after uh the creature yes yeah so you run in after and uh inside you see uh callisto and the uh person who looks like a healer and the person in the uh robe they're talking and they like look surprised as the big creature comes in and then you come in. Uh, so do you say anything as you follow inside? Um, I'll get back here. It stops for a second and roll me a uh, pierce the mask check. Okay. That is a four. I'm so angry. I keep doing these yeah. things that aren't good to do if you're angry. Yeah, so you get another point on that chart. I think someone could essentially level up tonight. And, uh, yeah, you, like, want to, like, figure out what's going on here, but you're just like, get back here! <laughs> and uh, the rest of the team, you're still out there dealing with the controlled... Uh, Morlock. Can I telepathically see if I can break this possession? Or maybe put it to sleep? Uh, Yeah, roll that as a uh, comfort or support. A six? That is not enough. I think you've hit your fifth potential. Okay. (laughs) Hope this is going to lead up to something good. Uh, Yeah, you get what is called a... You become the feet. Actually, sort of, yes. Uh, you've gotten what is called a <laughs> moment of truth. Oh! so Because, I mean, it makes sense to have Gene be able to sort of wrap up this adventure as is the Gene Grey backstory. Uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, your moment of truth should be on the back of your character. Oh, so is that the... Uh, yeah, there it is. Top of the first page there? Yep, top of the first page. So if you could read that. Moment of truth. Your 
Do I read it in second person or first person? Your choice. My mind's eye opens and I can see the world around me like never before. I can control it at will with ease. Of course, warping reality tends to have ramifications down the line, but in my moment of godhood, how could I possibly be worried? And so you like see brief flashes of the Phoenix and you, you don't know what that means, but you feel this cosmic awareness. You can see that this Morlock has been infected with something and you see that this creature, uh, and you can see like what it is. It, it's other name is implate. It's it's human name is Maria St. Croix. And you see it, and you see that as long as this is out there, it's going to continue attacking, it's going to continue being a threat. And so you, like, mentally picture it being gone, and it vanishes. The thing we were fighting? Mm -hmm. The Morlock is still there, and they... uh, collapsed down to the ground and scott and uh bobby you both see gene sort of erupt in flame start hovering over the ground sort of your generic ultra powerful form and you guys feel a bit worried about this because you've never really seen gene do this so both of you roll a uh comfort or support to try and like figure out what to do here assuming that's what you try and do Ooh, i have plus one on my mundane rolls natural 12 baby uh yeah so you see her like flare up and how does scott effectively calm her down gene daddy charles wouldn't like this I hate this. No. This is the worst. You this didn't invite to me to a good thing. Luke, you brought me to a bad thing. Not something good and fun. <laughs> James made it bad. You invited James. <laughs> I want to make it clear. I did that first, like, I mean, first of all, uh, two days ago. It's been on the form for two days, and I opened the show with it. So it's it's an hour and a half later. I feel like everybody it's knew what was going to happen. So, so the, uh, yes, the the damaging powers of the patriarchy <laughs> cause you to settle down. God damn you, Silver Age! <laughs> I mean, we could also play it as Gina's just so shocked at the ridiculous fucking thing Scott would say that she's like snapped back to normal, which is sort of what I thought we would play it as. But would she be shocked that that you said that? I think in the moment, like, that's that's a ridiculous thing to say as the most effective, comforting thing you could try to say. During my ascension to God. It reminded me that daddy's watching. (laughs) (laughs) 
might even say, Daddy doesn't like. God. <laughs> well, folks, it was nice meeting Nalia. You'll never hear from me again. <laughs> James makes a good argument for why he should only be allowed to play Wendigo. <laughs> Scott, I think we should see other people. <laughs> This is why I'm dating your parallel universe <laughs> counterpart. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, God. Okay, Hank like lives uh, up to you, and he is rethinking some life decisions now. Yeah. Well, you you've also seen this big creature get ripped out of reality and existence. Yeah, and this is the thing that I'm making a face about. <laughs> like. Like that happened, and I d- I got maybe half a second to process, like oh, oh I don't know thirty seconds of pleading before I could process it, and then Scott says, "Daddy wouldn't like this." <laughs> oh God, it's even worse. Is it, <laughs> Daddy Charles? Please, he said, "Daddy okay. Charles, please do not misrepresent what my he mistake." Said. Daddy Charles wouldn't like this. That sounds better to you, James. <laughs> It's I mean not much, but yes, oh like a little bit. <laughs> I'm actually I'm I only have my card digitally. I am digitally ripping out the place where it says that Cyclops comforted me when I was at my lowest. <laughs> I've ripped. <laughs> I just imagine him like putting his hand on your shoulder and going, "Daddy does like." <laughs> This is how the Dark Phoenix Saga really begins. <laughs> this is how the Kink Phoenix Saga begins. And I want to make it clear, again, remember, in the 60s, this wasn't, as far as I know, sexual subtext. issue! <laughs> Daddy, that's also how you're saying it, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Daddy yeah. wouldn't like this. Daddy wouldn't like this, Jean. Jeannie, Jeannie, Jeannie. <laughs> oh, please, you're making a scene down in the sewer. <laughs> you're behaving like one of these Morlocks. <laughs> oh, God, I've created the best version of Cyclops. Well, that frosts my strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> Your little hearty boy's ass. My version of Hank McCoy does not last like five years in the X-Men. Oh, no, obviously not. Obviously not. Gene literally fled to another dimension that wasn't, that was not a dimension. It was like a nexus point. No, no, the- she, she has canonically gone to other worlds before joining the exile. So she tried to get as far away as possible. I'm I'm just gonna call it now. This Hank's not leaving the sewer. <laughs> We're forming the champions now. <laughs> oh, what's this? It's Wonder Man. Wow, I can move on to the other part of my character. Oh, what's this serum do? I hope it doesn't turn me blue and hairy. <laughs> uh <laughs> I mean I can make it I can I can make a quick in-character judgment call on whether or not Daddy would like all of these different developments. Oh, God. Blue and furry, yes. Other dimensions, no. 
Daddy Charles. He can't see you in a nail dimension. <laughs> it took me I to a bad the, place, Luke. I picked the wrong recurring villain for all of this. Next, next annual is just going to be getting rid of this version of Psycho. <laughs> Honest to, honest to God, I'm shocked you let me be Cyclops because this was immediately what I laser-like focused on as how I would do this character. Uh, I want you to, I want you all to know. I want all the listeners to know this came to me in a bolt of perfect genius, and I went, "Yes, I sh- yes, Daddy, I shall become a sub Daddy." <laughs> Yes, Daddy. This is a bigger crime than killing Cranio. Oh, no. Beep. Cranio. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, yeah, so the team, uh, all in their various states of disarray return, uh, except for Hank. Oh, for sure, except for Hank. He's peaced out. I was like, hey, no one's looking at me, and I don't have to deal with that... And just pointing directly <laughs> at Scott. Like, sure, it's going to be nice not to deal with humanity right now, but you. Scott's oblivious I, to yeah. the emotional subtext of all this. And he just sees it as, like, you making a choice for the mission. <laughs> Gina's still in catatonic shock uh, that Scott said that to her. <laughs> Gene hasn't said word one since, like, getting the Phoenix match. <laughs> Fucking blue screened of death right there. <laughs> I just want to point out, for the listeners at home, I wrote it so that Scott was the only one who knew that Hank was Jewish, so this is good. <laughs> this is such a nice arc. I'm so glad I developed him independently from you. I, 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 think, I think this should be a message to uh, marginalized people ever or everywhere, never fucking trust a wasp. Mm-mm. Hey, we had a lot of fun here today on the Exile Gene Great special, but I just want to reach out to all my fellow Jews who might be passing at a country club or something like that. Yeah, Run. it's not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> you, you get out of there now. Haven't you seen the movie Society? Oh, God. No. <laughs> Don't Google it. Oh, Kaylee, why'd you say that? Now I have to. <laughs> okay, we, we, we should wrap up this episode since it's, we're already over an hour and a half without editing. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's go over where people... Ooh, Devin DeVasquez. Oh, uh, let's go over where people can find... Uh, People online. Uh, let's start with Sam. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Frunding Loom. Uh, there's an underscore between those two words. Um, and also at the Frund.bandcamp.com. And that's Frund with F R O O N D. Because you make music. I make rap music. Yeah. And uh, James, where can people send complaints to you at? 
Uh, people can congratulate me on my extremely effective <laughs> character portrayal at uh, on Twitter at, at Leask, L-E-A-S-K. Uh, Devin. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FredoFett. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And Kaylee. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ronch, Ronch, Ronch. And um, you can find my writing on the Eisner-nominated website, womenwriteaboutcomics.com. And I'm Luke, your Game Master. You can find me online on Twitter at, at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, or at LukeHair.com, that's L-U-K-E-H-E-R-R. Uh, you can find more out about Exiled Podcast at ExiledPodcast.com, uh, where you can see our image galleries, including the newest one that we've got, because we changed our main party again, along with the full-sized versions of uh, all of the covers that Anna D'Amico has done for this, assuming that all of that worked out. And you can listen through our archives, leave comments. If you enjoy the podcast, congratulations. Uh, please, feel free, please feel free to leave reviews on uh, iTunes and the other sources. Uh, we also have a Patreon where you can get early episodes. And... Uh, yeah, my mind is just shot by this one. We'll be back later. Or, well, I'll be back later this week running the last part of the Exiled Annual. But thank you all for listening. And as is X-Men, uh, as the X-Men say, hope you survive. I just want to make, I just want to make it clear. I set it up in the first <clears throat> act. I brought it home in the third. <clears throat> it was Chekhov's daddy. <laughs> 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 Oh man, you can. I'm not. I, I'm not associated with James anymore after this. It was really, really cool knowing you, but like, boy, it can just turn sour in 15 minutes, huh? Normally, that's my job. <laughs>